So in this session, we're going to look at the subject of handling conflict. You know, conflict will arise where there's real relationship. And I want us to see how, how we can handle that. You know, I've often said, if only everybody was like me, there'd be no problems. The only problem is, I've never found anybody yet that will actually agree with that statement. We're all different. And we need to manage these differences. You see, even in a close-knit group, conflict can arise. It can come from change. It can come from a misunderstanding. It can come from being oversensitive, feeling undermined. Can be poor communication, not hearing properly, not talking clearly. Can be a wrong attitude that creeps in. It could also be tension growing from past issues that haven't been properly resolved. You see, we have to understand that, yeah, conflict, we've got to deal with it. Now, there are different ways. It's a right way and a wrong way, I suppose. Uh, we can agree to differ. Proverbs 17 says, so drop the matter before a dispute breaks out. The wrong way there would be to give in to a temptation just to argue. Again, Proverbs 17 said, he who loves a quarrel loves sin. Right way could be, do what you know is right. Respond in a godly way. Wrong there could be, reacting to the situation and seeking to defend yourself. Sometimes having a mediator, somebody who you both respect that can help you to hear one another. Better than burying the issue and not talking about it, withdrawing from the situation. Clearly a thing not to do is to try and talk to somebody else about it, especially if you feel that they'd be somebody more likely to agree with you. Also, the way we use words. Gentle answer turns away wrath. I remember a friend was taken ill, quite ill in hospital. We were away on the other side of the country. We quickly as we could drove back, arrived after visiting time that evening in the hospital. Friend was in a side ward. I have a right to go in with ministerial status anyway. This nurse was really quite obnoxious about the timing and we shouldn't really be there. And I was just about to answer and really explain to her what her place was and so on and so forth and deal with her. Something just arrested me. I think it was God. I felt God helped me to go on a different tack and I picked up there was an accent and the accent was from a country I've been to. And I started to talk about that the next minute we were in the warmest of conversations. I learned something there 
from not necessarily reacting, but seeing how things can be deflected. Of course, it does mean that we've got to be true and right. Proverbs 27 says the wounds of a friend can be trusted. Just sort of flattery or saying things that somebody wants to hear is not the best way to handle conflict. I had an experience uh, again some years ago and we're working with a group of people and very intense working for the kingdom's sake, establishing a new work. And these were these were committed people, but you know, quite opinionated, leadership type people. And I seem to be forever trying to resolve issues between them. And I, we were away somewhere and I talked to one of the senior ministers of a, another work in a different place and told him I was troubled about this group of people. And he laughed. He said, well, John, that's a, that's a, that's a great sign. That's a sign of real relationship. That's a sign of family. Surely in a family, brothers and sisters, they squabble, they don't fall out. I began to see, wait a minute, there's something... There's something different here. You can have conflict, you can disagree, but you don't have to fall out. I had another experience with a different and completely different group of people. And they could have the strongest of arguments. And I'd always learned that if you had an argument like that, you kind of parted company and went different ways. You basically fell out. And I noticed that they could have strong disagreement and yet it didn't affect how they were how they were to one another I found that to be a very attractive and I believe actually a biblical position you see God requires a unity some oneness of heart not an external presentation of it I remember going to a, a meeting where there was lots of different groups streams and the leaders were all there on the platform manifesting a oneness and a unity and speaking of it whereas I knew full well that there was great competition and striving going on I thought this cannot be because man looks on the outward appearance for sure but God looks on the heart and that's the way you can't get away with just putting up a show. God wants a heart of unity. Also, when it comes to resolving things, we have a, a cultural kind of thing that says, oh, I'm sorry. But of course, that, that's, that's not the biblical. It's not biblical to say that. The biblical position is, please forgive me. That's asking for something which then also has to be given. When we talk about forgiveness, we're talking about forgiving somebody from our own personal judgment, not acting as judge or judge and jury. God's forgiveness. It's the same thing that we are able to 
the quality that we're able to enter into. So no matter how badly somebody has failed, forgiveness is there for the, for the asking. It's the very opposite to an attitude of criticism and legalism. It's something that really expresses God's heart. Father, forgive us as we forgive those who trespass against us is a very, very key word. Let me just read you this. This is from Luke chapter 6, verse 37. Do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Seems to be a measure of conditionality in that. Given it will be given to you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use it, it will be measured to you. See, forgiveness, this powerful thing that God has given us, is for us, but also can operate through us. I remember experiences of this in many times in different places but let me just share a couple of them with you i'm thinking particularly uh if the early days in sierra leone and i'm just walking on the on the little roadway outside of the the, the premises that the government had given us knowing that within the dormitories we were having children that have been affected by war, in other words, lost their parents, even seen their parents killed, together with ex-child soldiers who've been involved in the very acts of violence and treachery. And I spoke to Richard Cole, our partner, founder of that work. I said, Richard, there must be extreme tensions. He stopped me. He said, John, have, have you not understood the power of God's forgiveness. I learned something there and then. A bit later I was speaking on that very subject in the same place. After the civil war where people, I mean in a civil war you're fighting against one another not some visiting enemy. At the end of the time speaking of forgiveness this lady stood up and said I was given an invitation for people to ask questions. She said are you saying that I can forgive that man who I see virtually every day, who I know killed my husband? I said, no, that's not possible. I said, if you choose to do that, if you choose to do what God wants you to do, you will find that he will give you the power to do it. Because God is a God of the impossible. He never asks us to do something without granting us the power to do it. I discovered this myself. We'd been really wrongly treated by someone. I kind of, kind of sought to do a deal. I knew I had to forgive them, of course I'd forgiven them, and then I came up with this plan that actually they weren't really my type of person and I just didn't have to, you know, have too much contact with them. 
after a little while, one day I felt almost like a, a pressure of a hand upon my chest. I knew it was God. I knew it was about this situation. But I turned to him and I said, okay. I felt God was saying to me, you can't do some kind of deal with me about this. And I said, Lord, I choose to forgive. But I can't do anything about my feelings. And he demonstrated one of the most ex exciting examples of receiving God's power to do something which I couldn't do myself, namely to change how I felt on the inside. I chose and he gave me the power so that every time I met with that person or saw something inside me didn't sort of scrunch up. God is a God that chooses. See, we think that when we forgive someone, we're releasing them. We don't realize how much we bring release by God's power to ourselves. In the goodness of God, he's made a way that we can handle issues. And sometimes forgiveness is the, is the most important way to do it, that we can actually handle forgiveness. Of course, sometimes we we take a different position. Well, I don't, I, I, I don't have any problem. But do you know if somebody has a problem with you? Do you remember what the Bible says? It said, if you've got something against your brother, go and be reconciled with him. But if you know he has something against you, it's still your responsibility to go and be reconciled and resolved. That God's pretty good. He kind of gets us both ways. There's no ducking and diving with him. He's made a way, and it is the way for us to walk in. Also, you know, before we ever get into that place, used to be an expression where we'd say, um, before you respond, count to 10. Well, in these days of electronic communication, it has to be updated a little bit uh, so that we, we don't reply to with snippy emails or um, quick retorts on WhatsApp. There's a moment to pause and consider what does God want. One thing for sure that he wants is that things are put right. You know, God's not that interested in whether you're right or wrong. Uh, <laughs> He's more interested in you and me coming to what he wants. Trying to prove our rightness or the other person's wrongness is not high on his agenda. What's high on his agenda is what he wants. You know, there's a story of, of Joshua uh, and uh, he has a vision, sings a, an angel as a man with a sword. And he says, are you on our side or the other side? And there's this great answer from the angel. I'm on neither side. I am on the Lord's side. And that's the side we need to be on. The side that he wants. What pleases him? What, in fact, does he want us to do? See, these are the ways of actually handling conflict. These are the things that he's given us to enable us to do this. But we've got some things to overcome. 
sometimes one of the big issues is uh, sort of insecurity. Uh, do you know what I mean? Insecurity, fear of being corrected in front of people or feeling left out of a team or um, when when things are mentioned we've all served in some particular thing and names are mentioned but my name is left out even not being referred to as part of a group uh, you know we've invited several people uh, for, for a meal and we name some names but we leave out a name oh, 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 well I thought I was included there can be an overreacting some people overreact by needing to make their presence felt and other people overreact by trying to hide as it were in a corner we have to understand we have to ask God to help us because insecurity can become quite a problem when it comes to handling relationship and you know uh, Jesus was fully secure in John chapter 13 we read this because he came from God and was going to God and actually we have the same basis for personal security it's the cross we've come from God because we've been born again and we're going to God and our life is now hit with Christ in God we no longer have to fight for our position our rightness our reputation because he's got our back it's a wonderful position of rest and peace and it helps us to resolve matters in a whole different way so we need to consider there are many things which can create problems and cause us to have issues but God wants unity he wants a unity of heart he wants us and has given us the power to be able to disagree but not fall out he's given us the power not only to be forgiven but to forgive he's given us his ability his power to actually disagree but live in harmony in the next session we'll look further at maintaining and developing right relationship